Maverick, there he is. How are you, pal? Look at, look at you, mate, with those long, long dress. I'm jealous. I wish I could grow hair like that. Hang on, mate. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Uh, how's things down there in Tasmania? Mate? Jeez, what about? It's the place to be right now, Tasmania. The big announcement yesterday, pal. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. Like, I think it's been decades in the coming, and um, yeah, it's uh, got a bit of a buzz. And I, and I know that the uh, Tassie players that are playing the AFL are looking closely as well. And I, I think that it's, uh, you know, and they used to get back to uh, the home state. Mm. Oh, we are. And, I mean, I guess the first question's got to be, what's the vibe like down there? I know you're in in and around the northwest coast there where I hail from and, and then you've coached in the past the town that I'm from and you've played all through that area. What's the buzz like? What's the talk like? Because I think everybody's thinking, how do the northerners feel about going down to the south and even the northwesterners? Because I don't think a lot of people know that it's not just an hour's drive from the northwest coast to go and watch a game in Hobart. How's the buzz around our area and then, of course, the wider state? Yeah, look, I, I don't think anyone up here were thinking the AFL team was going to be based in Penguin. No. Um, you know, it, it, is a bit of a tre- it is a bit of a trek, but for Tasmanians, they, they do that all the time. To go and watch a footy, I don't think it's going to actually be an issue. Yeah. Um, but um, I think it's starting to galvanise the state in terms of um, that north south rivalry. Um, the people I talk to are obviously members of other football clubs, but they, they'll, they're ready to jump ship or, or jump on and support the extra team. And yeah. Just, yeah, to see, see it succeed. Absolutely. Now, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, the Suns in a minute and your career, but it is obviously such a massive a massive deal for Tasmania. The last question I want to ask about it is um, the local teams. I think this is probably what's held Tasmania back in the past is that we had the, the statewide league and that it changed to sort of regional and back to statewide. And the argument was, well, if they can't handle a statewide league, how are they going to handle it an AFL club? So do you think it'll have a... Uh, uh, given that you're at the Colfos, do you think it'll have a flow-on effect to the statewide league? Will it help it or will it take away from it? I think it'll definitely help it because um, you got to understand the AFL team is all got, also going to have a VFL team yeah. underneath it yeah. supporting the program. So, you know, we've got some really high-quality players in the state that, that could play VFL footy but obviously choose not to move away. Um it's getting a ridiculous amount of quality young footballers that move away from Tassie mm-hmm. um, to play at a high level. You know, I think every sample team has um, has a Tasmanian in it. Um, some have half a dozen. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's an opportunity, an opportunity to get those kids back in and, um, and yeah, get involved in Tassie put again. Well, I think it's an interesting point. It's a good point because... Yes, Tasmanian players, good players. What will happen is you'll get drafted like yourself. You went up to the Gold Coast, your brother's up there, and then, you know, we come to Melbourne and then we tend to stay so we don't go back. So maybe this gives opportunity for homegrown talent to stay in the state and then go naturally back to their local clubs after it and only boost those clubs. And I didn't think of the VFL, which is a fantastic development for the young kids too, to go, well, uh, 
I can make the VFL team and then I can naturally step into an AFL team. It's it's an easier pathway. And the talent that's come out of Tasmania, you'd only think that a lot of it's yeah. been missed in the past just purely through just giving up because there's no pathway. Yeah, exactly. And to backtrack a little bit, Robert, uh, there does need to be some restructure on the leagues around Tassie. There seems to be probably too many teams um, too, and then there's too many dominant teams. So we need to work out a model, whether that's a regional, you know, north, northwest, south. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of the relegation um, structure. Yeah. You know, to, to ensure that teams are getting clogged every week. Um, and, you know, to just bring bring all the infrastructure together. Yeah. And, um, and have some quality still. Yeah. Uh, you talk about infrastructure in the day, you've got a photo there of the, the proposed new stadium and it may not have the roof on it from the start. Uh, that's what they're saying, but it, it might. But they're spending a lot of money on this. Look at that as a, a showpiece uh, just at the uh, the doorstep of Hobart Town, which is a beautiful town. I love uh, one of the best years of my life. Spending, uh, I lived in Hobart for a year playing for Tassie Mariners. That is epic, I think. I can't wait to see that down in old Hobart Town. Oh, it's a great spot. You know, it's a stone throw from Hobart. It'll generate so much tourism in the town. Yeah. And I think people would say, you know, like a Western Border supporter, say, wanted to come down and watch their team down at Tassie. They're not just going to fly into Hobart and watch the team and probably fly away. I think Tassie's got that feel that yeah. you might go up the East Coast. Oh, yeah. You might spend a week. Um, so I think it's a, a huge asset for the uh, for the state, mm. and um, it's exciting. It's not too far away. And I, think, I think the rumour is that it's twenty twenty seven, yeah, and um, you know VFL in twenty twenty five. So in terms of our um, talent program, it's uh, it's going to start to take shape pretty soon. Yeah. Look, mate, we spent a lot of time on this. I know you and I are both proud Tasmanians. It's a big thing. It's a big deal. A, a Tasmanian team in a, in a national competition, It's it doesn't happen. And if it does happen, it doesn't last very long. And this is the real deal this time. And you're right. People, I was at a cafe not long ago here in Melbourne and someone came up to me and they were, they were an old retired couple. Kids have left the home. They, they're going to follow their team down to Tasmania and they're going to check out Salamanca. They're going to go up there, the East Coast. Then you've got like one of the, the best things to do in Tasmania is uh, some of the walks down there or even, you know, track ride, BMX riding and, and mountain mountain bike riding. Yeah. If you're into that stuff, Tasmania is one of the, the best places in the world to go. So you might go down there. The sh- the the, um, the gather around in Adelaide, Davo, was huge. It was f- phenomenal, the amount of people that went over that. It shows that people will travel and they'll stay and they'll go and check out and they go, well, you know what, Tassie's not that bad because I always say there's two kinds of people. There's Tasmanians, the people that love Tasmania, there's people that never been before and they, they just shit can Tassie. So that's all about the change. Uh, hey, mate, now that's enough about Tassie. Uh, yep. Let's talk about you. Mate, um, AFL career, I know uh, your family. I played with your old man when I was coming through at the Bernie Dockers back in the day. Um, terrific, big, tall fella. You're not, you're not tall like that. You, you didn't get the size, but you certainly got the strength, mate. You're hard <laughs> and under player. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm missing a couple of inches off. But, uh, my other brothers are taller than me as well. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we've got some... 
Roots on the northwest coast with the with our queen. Yes, absolutely. The uh, the wellers are very well known in our area. Have been for a long, long time. Businessmen and also very talented footballers, and it shows through with this next generation. You and your brother, um, you went first. Three clubs, the Gold Coast Suns, mate. Obviously, we're playing them uh, uh, in a couple of days. Um, it's a different proposition, that club, isn't it? So you're one of those that went there and got an opportunity of another club, St Kilda, and then on to Richmond. But what's it like playing for the Gold Coast Sun in a town that isn't necessarily all about football? So I think we all speculate, but only those that have played and have been there know. So give us the insights, mate. Yeah, I think, you know, early on, I think it's a, I think it's a lot different from what it used to be. Um, early on, it's didn't have much sort of hype about it, you know, we were rocking up to games with eight to twelve thousand people and they'd just be there for the right sort of thing. But I, I think I think now and the and the draw cut is that that's what players sort of want. They want to want a cruisier lifestyle. The lifestyle of the Gold Coast is amazing. Yeah. You know, the guys live down around Burley Heads and where they're not training them sleep on the beach and yeah. surfing and all that sort of stuff. But, awesome. Um, it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great town. Um, it was a really good experience for me to go down to Melbourne and experience that bubble a bit Yeah. and and finish up at Richmond. But, um, you know, like I went from playing 10, 10, in front of 10,000 people with Meshcon um, to round one was 95 against Carlton. Round two was like 93. Unreal. <laughs> <It's unreal. laughs> and that was the last two, so I was happy to finish that. Yeah, that's finishing on high, absolutely. I mean, you're lucky. You're lucky you go to a club that's uh, that's right in the wheelhouse for premiership success. You're lucky if you go to a club like Richmond, Collingwood or Essendon, Carlton even, that have big crowds. Um, you know, you make your own luck, I know, but sometimes you just, sometimes you're just born lucky. Those Collingwood players on the, on the, you know, the Queen's birthday now, King's birthday games, I don't know. Well, I loved it again in Queen's birthday, but they've just always got that massive crowd. Yeah. It's just a different kettle of fish. I, you look like you, you fit right in on the Gold Coast here, though, with that haircut. <laughs> I just can't surf, mate. <laughs> It's like playing golf. You wear all the gear, but you can't really play. <laughs> now, um, mate, let's talk about the game real quick before we move on yeah. to uh, uh, your your life now. Now, actually, before we go on to that, Dave, I know you, I want to talk about this because one of the, the players that everybody loves at Mel Football Club is Todd Wolf, when in my ear it was Todd Viney, right? Everyone loved Todd, you know, sexy boy from Adelaide. Uh, and then now on to his son, Jack. When Jack was a little kid, that's when I first got to the club, he was just a little, and he was a little shit, right? He was one of the worst kids you've ever met. He would run around these after-match functions that we used to do, and he used to headbutt everyone in the groin. That's how crazy he was. They could just could not control him, so much energy. Uh, and and the way Todd parents him, sometimes questionable. I won't go into it. He might, he might get he might get the uh, family services around. But it is no su- uh, surprise to me to see him play the way he plays now, and the way he. I mean, you both played very similar football, hard nuts. But I've got. We want to see this tackle. You know what I'm talking about because you've felt. Oh, yeah. Let's show everybody at home. Don't leave this down. He'll never leave this down because it is <laughs> one of the greatest tackles of all time. 
a box of Canadian some silicon. This is just one of those things. Bang on the point of the shoulder. The worst part of that tackle, as we watch it in slow mo, is the fact that he he got your wrist and slammed you onto the point of your shoulder. It's just one of those unlucky situations for you that you're both going flat out. Talk me through that moment, mate, as we get rid of this video. <laughs> oh, it was a tacky tackle. I thought I had him first um, And I sort of jumped in a direction and I didn't have the best footy. Um, but he just, yeah, was ferocious tackle. It's a funny backstory, actually, Russ, because I don't know if you know, but Todd was my old man's best man. Right. And his right, I didn't know that. No, so I, you know, I grew up with the Bonnies. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, Todd and Meg were still really close to Mum and Dad. Yeah. So it was a bit ironic. <laughs> um, the other thing out of that story is I fell on my shoulder. But while I stayed down, was, I just felt this crack in between my neck. Right. And I was like, oh, what was that? Yeah. It's a bit sore, but everything's sort of moving. Anyway, I got it off after that. I come off. I had the wind sucked out of me. Yeah. I'm checking my jumper and I've broken the, the GPS. GPS. Oh, my God. Yeah. That makes the story <laughs> even better. I thought you were going to say you broke your neck. <laughs> No, nah, broke the GPS, like just crap, crap the. Uh, oh, those uh, things are those things are solid little units. So you just. Oh yeah, well that's twenty fourteen. I think they're a bit smaller now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's got it in the Why are my stats down? Well, because yeah, well, uh, you broke your you GPS. <laughs> you didn't run very far in the game. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, oh no, but uh, the kids I coached still. I'll give them two or three days and then they'll come up with something. Oh, mate. It's one of those things. I mean, we live live for as much as we want the game to be fast, as much as we want, you know, it it to be fair or whatever, we still live for the hard nut footy stuff. And and obviously Jack does that and he's he's an expert at it. You did that. And to see that tackle and for you to get up after, lesser men would not get up from that tackle. So well done to you. (laughs) Dad would have been proud. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking down. What is it? Tell him ten years. Ten years later. <laughs> um, YouTube. Yeah. So talk us through uh, this weekend, mate. The, the team. Yeah. Obviously, you keep an eye on those midfielders at Melbourne and uh, how they're going to stack up against the midfielders and your brother at the Gold Coast Suns. What have, What have you got for us? Yeah. Look, pretty disappointing start for the Gold Coast this year. I, I think they've had some games that they should have won. Um. From what I'm hearing, it's a similar story. So when the momentum's up or, or the game's up for grab, they still get a lot of their experienced players that go with their shells. Mm-hmm. Um, in saying that, it was interesting to watch last week um, the Tigers v the Suns, and I caught myself going Tigers, going Suns, back to Tigers. Yeah. Um, and... Obviously, the Suns got over, but they also played uh, Ben King and and um, you know Charlie yeah. Allard yeah. back in the form. They they really haven't had an impact this year. So and that, and those two players 
I, I'm really keen to yeah. what they want to do. I'll see. Um, it's a, the, the two posts, one on each end. Injuries to two. Um, Lockie is probably going to miss a bit. Yeah. Um, Bailey Humphrey's interesting. Uh, I like the way he goes about it. I think he's going to be a little player. I think he's been quiet last week. Yeah. Um, I think there's the last couple of weeks have been a lot better. I, they started to get their role players back in. So, Brandon Ellis, McPherson, Powell, yeah. um, Fairini. Yeah. Those sorts of guys that are sort of the glue, you know, in, in amongst all that and, and consistently run to the right spots on defense, pressure. And in those big moments where the, where the game's ready to be mm. taken, um, they step up. Absolutely. Um, in saying that, you know, the diesel line as well. Well, I mean, yeah. And you'd look at that midfield group and say, well, that's going to be a challenge to stop Oliver, who obviously we know is a contestable um, beast. And then Petrarca, who rolls around and gets 36, 37 every single week and usually, you know, finishes it off with a lot of goals. And I, thought, I think I saw a stat today that he's right up there in the in competition in terms of forward 50, uh, forward half stats. So he gets a lot of his yeah. ball moving forward, which makes him a little bit more dangerous yeah. and you're more mindful to sort of stick with him as he goes forward. So uh, there seems to be a good balance in that Melbourne midfield at the moment, isn't there? Oh, for sure. They've just got options. Um, you know, Jack's in there, obviously, uh, gives him a big run. Um, uh, Brayshaw. Yeah. You know, just accumulates, just reliable. Yeah. But they, you know, they've had three years of playing that consistent system now, and they've added some, um, some other key players, uh, Brady Grundy. Yeah. Um, Cosy Pickett's, uh, that could be anything this week. Is he going to be out spending his money? Yeah. Spend his money or? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a, signed a massive contract. We're all very happy about that, mind you. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think the Melbourne game going to be too strong. I would have thought so. Yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, it, it's a it's a midfield to die for. But it's that forward line of, of the Gold Coast that could, you know, if you've got a king in there, I, I love those two kingy boys. I mean, obviously, Saints and Gold Coast fame that they could be anything. Those two, and you can imagine, you know, with with delivery like a, a Melbourne for, a Melbourne midfield would give someone like that. I mean, it's no secret to Melbourne that we feel like we've got this great midfield, we've got this amazing back line in Lever and May and then all the other guys, the yeah. subsidiaries in that. But then the forward line, we're still trying to find our feet with that Bailey Fritch. We know he'll kick goals and then we've got the young fella Van Ruin that comes in. Is there a backman that plays in the forward line? Tommy McDonald, Benny Brown. Uh, if you had someone that was just like a Tom Lynch uh, 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 and then a, one of the King boys or a Jeremy Cameron, you'd think like Melbourne would almost be unstoppable, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. I think they haven't given the Gorn experiment forward yeah, too much. That's a good point. Because he got injured this year. I think that's a real um, strength of Melbourne to have obviously two all Australian ruckmen. Yeah. Um, that they can go over there. But uh, yeah, you're right. So they've set up a lot of their attack from, from down back with, with May and East and Martin. Yeah. Uh, Lockie Hunter's. Slotted in there really well, too. Yes. You know, it's just reliable, holds the width, it's clean. Um, you know, he'd leave it on the other wiggers other with. That's absolutely right. It's, it's it's a good point. I don't think we talk enough about Hunter and Langdon about 
about the way they're able to connect up and be that exit kick, which was a problem last year for Melbourne. The exit kick out of the back line, we were trying to, I think we were relying on Ed a lot. And his year before was such a sensational year. It wasn't quite able to capture the same form, probably got a little bit more attention. But then we're relying on those high half forwards as those exits. It's a really important position to win. It's a really tough position as well to be able to get that timing right and, and be able to cover the kilometres. And a lot of the time it's unrewarded running out there. Not that I know because I've never played on the wing, but just as a spectator sport now, you, you would have played a couple of times on the wing. Yeah, I, well, I understand now the system of um, the, the forwards and the wings having to empty out of the of the forward line, staying connected to the, the defence while holding your wit yeah. um, and keeping your shape. So, yeah, a lot of the times that high half forward and the wingers, they do a lot of underwater running up and back, um, but they're doing it really well. They are at that. Uh, mate, it's really... Um, good. We haven't really talked a lot about football, and, and you, I know you coach now. We yet taking a step back this year, and you're probably going to move away from it moving forward. But uh, coaching is a tough gig, especially when you're coaching at a, a lower level. And I know you coach Penguin. I want to talk about you now and what you're doing now. Penguin Footy Club down in Tasmania. A um, couple of years there. Uh, it, it's not an easy coming from the AFL back to a lower level. It's not an easy transition, is it? No, it isn't. And I think when you're playing coach as well, that adds another dignity to it. Um, we did try to get down for three years consecutive, right? But we got COVID and COVID stuff that <laughs> and then you were playing music and yeah. we didn't get down yet. Oh, I wanted so badly to play play for Penguin and it was just yeah, that little window did. where I was just finishing up my career and then COVID every time it was like the, the flights were booked. I was going. Then we had to redeem yeah. the redeem the flights because I couldn't go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's challenge, but yeah, wicked club anyway. I'm sort of where I'm at the moment is I'm pulling back it and doing a little bit more with the talent program, hasn't? Yeah, which I'm really enjoying. So, um, but I, I went I I sort of signed up to the Devils as a assistant coach. Awesome. And then I was put down to the bench on the comp. Yeah. And on the weekend, I did the running. Oh. So I'm not sure where where I'm going there, but. But I really enjoy it. There's some great kids. We got a really good win on the weekend. Um, beat uh, GWS by 110 points. Wow. So the boys are going well. Mate, you're everything and anything when you're at a football club, especially when it's not an AFL level. You, one minute you're with a suburban club or a country club, one minute you're the coach, but you're also the psychiatrist and you're the bootstarter and you're, the, you're, yeah. you're sitting behind the bar or you It's It's a full-on job. Mate, you're into a different sort of – I mean, I know you've got your fingers in a lot of different pies, but the one pie I'd like to talk about is, is a business you've been in for a while now and it's all around medicinal marijuana. Talk to us about how that all works. We call it cannabis. Right? Cannabis, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the last three years I've been working or, or building an indoor um, medicinal cannabis facility. So we have one farm. So at the moment, I'm, I'm talking to you guys and see my shed here down in Tassie. Um, and we have one up in Brisbane as well. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so we just we just focus on the cultivation. Yep. Um, and then we sort of dry it out 
bag it up and, and, and distribute it to manufacturers. So would there be a lot of, you'd have to get a lot of sort of leniency from, from authority. You'd have to get all the certificates. Is there a lot of hoops to jump through to make sure you're doing everything right? Yeah, I don't think leniency is the right word. It's, it's, there's definitely a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, a lot of compliance. Yeah, and, compliance. And a lot of security and that sort of thing. Oh. Um, the beauty of what we're doing is, uh, as it looks at, it's just a shed. Yeah. But indoor, you know, it's uh, very secure and, um, and, and clean and, and all that sort of thing. You'd want to make it secure. I know what it was like going up in Tasmania and what my mates used to do <laughs> back in the day. You'd have to have a security guard, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, it's interesting to say that. I've had 20 people come out of the woods offering oh. to be my head grower. Oh. <laughs> I said, well, what do you know back then? Oh, only about 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spoke <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But um, you know, it's, there's lots of good things happening in the in the space. Um, it's, it's it's growing considerably each year, but in the end, at the end, it's really helping people uh, get some normality back in their life. Yeah. That's awesome, mate. No, you've always been into interesting and different things. Big family, uh, the 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 Wellers, Chopper is dead on the northwest coast. Everyone knows him. Um, big Tasmanian family. We are so appreciative of your time today, Mab, as we look forward to this game against the Gold Coast Suns. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for all the insights. And uh, go well, mate. I hope to see you. So maybe I'll get down there one day. I may still even pull on the jumper. Who knows? Hopefully, I'll, I'll uh, come out of time with that one as well. Let's do it together. I'll copy your dress, maybe, and then you can, you can just sit in the background. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Can I ask you guys a question before you go? Yeah, mate, go. What's the Tassie yeah. team going to be called? Ah, what do you reckon, Devils? Matt? What, what are we going to call it? The Demons show, but it's Devils. Would make well, sense. we can't call it the Demons, yeah. can we? The Devils, because of the Demons. All right. Well, that's a good point. Um, I know they've got a bit of backlash from Water Brothers. Water Brothers, yeah. Water Brothers. They won't allow I don't like that. Tassie Devils. Yeah. I'm more the only easy in Tasmania. Yeah. But I think that's Have they copyrighted the name of Tassie Devils? Yeah. It's copyrighted, but it's got like a double Z in the name, so there's a little thing out there, but... You can't have Tassie Devil because Warner Brother took that back in the fifties. So what? What else? They haven't counted the Tigers either. Jeez. The apples. The maps. The maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's our state of origin, Jumper. Yeah. And that's and that's certainly we did. The players that play Tassie, they're, they're passionate about the map. Yeah. You know, playing playing Tassie, but. I know, we've got a bit of time. We'll, we'll be able to right. We have got some time. I'm not sure about the map either because that can be used, isn't it? A different <laughs> back the map. The map. You don't know. You no. don't know what I mean by that. Best I leave that one alone, Mav. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you go, brother. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. And I hope to see you back in the old town soon. Thanks so much, guys. See you, mate. And it comes to Montaga, brilliantly sharked off the pack to Weller. He tries.